Ayop Midok, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayop Midok means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short. Let's crack on. And today's episode is sponsored by Small kitchen electrical appliances okay so most people will have a toaster and I got a toaster my wife and I got bought a toaster for well we got three toasters for a wedding presents and we had one it was it was like a green plasticky toaster and it lasted literally for 15 years like it's not the best toaster in the world it like didn't look very good we didn't really like it that much but it wouldn't die and because I'm I'm kind of a little bit tight with my money, is that I'm not going to get a new toaster until the old one's gone kaput. Fifteen years of this two-slice green toaster sat there, and fifteen years it worked perfectly okay until one day, woohoo, hallelujah, I pop the thing down, there's a kind of bit of a flash of blue light, toaster goes to the toaster graveyard, right? So, muggins here. Hey, new toaster time. So I drove to a very soulless retail park called the Wyvern Retail Park in uh, in my hometown of Derby. Uh, early January, and I was going to buy myself a new toaster. Got there, oh my gosh, toasters have moved on, right? Since our green plastic two-slice toaster, they're like aerodynamic. Now toasters are like brushed silver in a beautiful four-slice thing. And I bought, and they were all on offer because it was like Christmas. So they were all on sale. I nearly bought two because they were so beautiful, but I think there's only so much toast that one family can eat. So I bought myself a toaster. It was a like a top-of-the-range, brush silver aerodynamic four-slice beast of a toaster. Brought it home, so, so proud of it. Put it on the side, and I noticed when I unpacked it and plugged it in that it came with an instruction manual. And I'm thinking, well, really? I mean, somebody's gone to the trouble of writing an instruction manual, and it's a bit more complicated than my previous toaster. So for the first time in my life, I'm going to actually sit and read the instruction manual before I use my new appliance. I'm not normally an instruction manual person. I just make it up as I go along. Anyway, I sat there, got a cup of coffee, sat in my chair, and I leafed through the toaster instruction manual. Now, it's 14 languages. I obviously only read the English. But that in itself, the first three pages were actually health and safety. Do not use the toaster in the bath is an actual thing that's what it says do not put the knife in that i do not you know there's all these do not do not do not this toaster will, might cause you to die and then we got into the actual workings of the toaster right so i don't want to insult your intelligence but here we go <sighs> with it if you what do you do if you're going to make toast what do you do well you put the bread into the slots and then what do you do next you, you press the thing down uh, or we maybe turn the knob to whether you want it charcoal black or, or white whatever color of toast you want and then you pop it down and then what do you do after that you wait for 90 seconds and then after 90 seconds the toast pops up and then you get the toast out being careful not to burn your hands health and safety and then what do you do you butter it jam it scoff it boom 
dear listener, that's exactly what it says in the manual. All right, that's exactly what it says in the toaster manual. Now let's skip back to May the 14th. 2005 I was about to become a dad for the first time right so obviously super excited but I've got six we've got six weeks to go um, so nothing urgent you know I've got six weeks we we're sort of painting the the spare bedroom and, and getting ready for a baby and then all of a sudden my wife has a few a little bit wobbly bits and a bit of kicking going on downstairs and we sort of just went to the doctors to check everything was okay it's your first one you don't know what you're doing and the doctor says okay um, it let's let's just pop to derby royal and just get the baby checked out so my wife went to derby royal i went with her she gets checked out and essentially the baby seems to be on its way six weeks early so i'm like oh my good night this a little bit of panic sets in but 24 hours later we're still in derby royal and there's nothing happening like nothing happening my wife is lying on this bed uh every every, every couple of hours some doctor comes and does things to your wife that you wouldn't want any man to do to your wife even if he has got gloves on and, but there's nothing happening. There's no dilation down there, if you know what I'm saying, folks. And then all of a sudden, so nothing's happening for 24 hours. Quite frankly, I'm a bit bored, to be honest. And then all of a sudden, my wife's ankles swelled up. And after 24 hours of nothing happening, all of a sudden, because her ankles swelled up, it's something apparently now I know it's called preeclampsia. It's something to do with your blood pressure. That's all I know. And she's immediately within 20 minutes of that happening it's like oh my gosh it's like emergency room she's wheeled in for an emergency cesarean we're now not waiting six weeks to have this baby it's coming out like now in the next 30 minutes now as the dad um you get to the option of whether you want to come and watch or not and of course i do it's my first child it might not be coming out by normal means but i'm still deadly interested in my firstborn coming out so as the dad i got dressed up in all this green sort of surgical gear I even have to wash my hands like the like the surgeons do, right up to your elbows. I'm thinking, crikey, me! And they give me some wellies, wellies. How much blood is there going to be in this operating room? This is tremendous. And I'm not squeamish, right? So I got in there. My wife now is laying on this um, sort of trolley, about to have a cesarean section. She's got an epidural in, which basically means that she's got a tube in a needle in her back. So um, how do I explain it without sounding derogatory here? She so. Her, her top end is alive and talking, <laughs> right, so I can talk to her, and then her other half is is dead from the other half down, so basically she can't feel any pain. Now, I don't know, I'm commentating, she can't see what's going on, so and she can't feel what's going on, She can, but so I'm commentating. So what they do, of course, is there's a tiny little, smallest little incision, right, it's a really small incision, like it seems like only three or four inches, and out pops this Oh my gosh, this almost for not quite baked, not quite fully formed, like, you know what I mean? Six weeks early, the tiniest, she was four pounds one, I think. Sophie, I mean, I didn't know she was called Sophie then. She just popped out. Like, have you seen Alien? It was a bit like that. Little incision, poof, out this thing comes effortlessly. Cut the cord, right? Then they wrap this tiny little creature, tiny little creature in a, in a sort of blanket, wipe a bit of the slime off. And then they all get busy. We've got doctors, we've got anaesthetists, we've got midwives, we've got surgeons. All these, about 12 people around my wife, I don't know what they're doing, putting bits back in and sewing her up and all that kind of stuff. All the attention goes there. And I'm literally, literally left holding this baby, this four pound one ounce kind of creature really, in my arms here, all on my own with my firstborn. And I'm looking down at this child and this child's look, blinking back up at me. Now what I didn't know at the time is, right, when you're born, your eyeballs 
are the same like you're born with adult eyes adult eyeballs so your eyeballs never change so what i've now got is like this four pound one ounce child with adult eyeballs like an owl looking at me blinking at me and one one of her my first words to my newborn right one of her feet was hanging out the um the blanket so I've got a little face and then a blanket wrapped up and then a little foot was hanging out. And I'm like, my first, and this is the smallest foot I've ever seen. And it had like tiny little toenails. And the first thing I said was, it's got feet. <laughs> it, I'm sorry, Sophie, if you're listening to this, it's got feet, it's got eyes, it's got big eyes, it's blinking at me. <sighs> no manual. All right, folks, no manual, basically. So, my toaster, which is the simplest thing in the whole wide world, arrives with no manual, uh, with the rise of the manual in 14 different languages, with lots of health and safety, tells me exactly how to use it. And yet the most complicated piece of kit in my entire life ever, my daughter. Nothing more complicated than a little girl. Um, she's now 25, by the way. But she arrives with no manual, no instructions. So we're literally... And you are, and I am, and everybody is literally making this up as we go along. All right. Now, I can't offer necessarily an instruction manual. Can I just plug a book very quickly? I've written lots of books, but there's two in particular that I just want to plug if you've got family, which most people have. I've got a book called The Little Book of Emotional Intelligence, which has got an entire chapter in there called Happy Families, which takes the science of positive psychology and applies it to the home environment. It's got some beautiful top tips in it. And I've also got a book that I'm going to do some podcasts on later because I think for me personally it's my best one and it's called The Little Book of Being Brilliant and that is as close as I can get to an instruction manual for the human being gosh until next time people happy um, what have we got today happy happy living happy 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 reading Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember, the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.